And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papanute of Papanute.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and special co-host, Madam Nadia of MadamNadia.com in Chicago, Illinois. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, John St. Germain of JohnStGermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, bringing us today's topic on container spells. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual voodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum, ask form.luckymojo.com and call into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Conjurman Ali and Madam Nadia. Conjurman Ali? Thank you, uh, Papa Newt, for that wonderful uh, introduction. Hello and uh, welcome to everyone. As you can tell, I am not Miss Cat. Uh, um, she is away this week and will be returning next week. So we wish her fun uh, and look forward to her return. Uh, I do apologize in advance. My voice is <clears throat> a little bit off uh, this week. I'm, I'm coming over or getting over something uh, from the past week or so. Uh, and I'm, I'm in full recovery and doing well, but my voice is a little bit off, uh, so you're going to be uh, privy or have to endure uh, this kind of weird, scratchy, soft voice that, <clears throat> that I've got. But I promise that I will uh, be drinking lots of tea and honey and water, and I'll be back to my usual sexy, velvety voice <laughs> in a few days, or at least that's uh, the hope. I hope you are all doing well and have had a, a great uh, week. Welcome to Virgo season, uh, to all the lovely Virgos in our lives. Uh, it's promising to be an interesting September from what I can see. Um, I'm going to turn this over to Madame Nadia, who is our guest co-host. She is filling in for <clears throat> Miss Cat. Uh, we are very excited to have her. She is one of the fan uh, favorites and a regular on the show, so it's always fun to have her. And then we are joined as a <clears throat> guest, John St. Germain. Uh, who is bringing us a very interesting topic today. So we have a really interesting discussion planned, and I hope that you all enjoy it. Let's first check in with uh, Madam Nadia. Madam Nadia, welcome. So glad to have you. How have you been? Oh, thank you for having me. And, yes, I am also not Miss Cat. I'm <laughs> Nadia. I always, we always do that when we come on the show. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, we do. Been, we always will try to work it and make it sound like a cat, but there's only one Miss Cat, so next week she'll be back. But I'm happy to fill in. It's always a pleasure. And, yeah, can you believe the summer is almost over? This is unbelievable. And um, there's definitely a certain change of seasons. And I've been very, very, very busy. I was doing the other thing that I really, really like to do besides conjuring root work, which is 
um, filming and dealing with uh, social media and digital marketing and stuff like that. So I've been really immersed in the trenches of that mm-hmm. and enjoying and learning quite a bit, you know. There's a, a chance, a, a change to a human being when you start hanging out less on Facebook and more on LinkedIn. Something is happening. So <laughs> that's, I've been, <laughs> I've been wearing my bossy pants recently, the other kind, you know, not, not that kind. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I'm happy to be here and I uh, would love to hear from um, our, our wonderful guest today, too. We have a great topic. We have. Yeah, we are very excited to have uh, John join us. Uh, real briefly, for those of you who are uh, not familiar with Madame Nadia's work, uh, you can find her. You can find her on air. She's kind of uh, what I call the enchantress extraordinaire. <clears throat> that is, she does a lot of work in regards to beauty and glamour and success, and that's really what she's known for. Very famous for doing kind of beauty, alluring, attraction work. But what a lot of people don't know is she has this other side where she is an expert in media as well. She does brilliant, brilliant work with uh, media, uh, creating beautiful storytelling, digital media in particular. So if you're an aspiring uh, actress or you're aspiring to go into the storytelling uh, media scene, uh, she's really, or the music scene, this is really the person you want to seek out. So definitely check out (laughs) Madame Nadia and the work that she does. Thank you. There. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to John St. Germain. So glad to have you back. Uh, we've had you on a few times on the show. Uh, you also are very popular and well-loved by the audience. How have you been and what's new in your neck of the woods? Oh, well, thanks for having me. I love being on the show and love talking to you. And it's great to uh, have a conversation with Madame Nadia, who's always fun and always mm-hmm. uh, enchanting. Um, it's good to see you again, Madame Nadia. I haven't talked to you in a while. And uh, it's been a while. gosh, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. You need to be on my show again. We need to uh, come up with a topic and get you on my show. Um, and because uh, no uh, when oh gosh, last time you were on the show, we had great response, um, and we'd love to have you back again. That was just wonderful. Maybe something for Halloween. Wouldn't that be great? A Halloween show. Uh, Always. Always. Oh, that would be very absolutely. Cool. Thank you. Yep. Tell yep. goat. Ghost stories, ghost stories for Halloween. That would be wonderful. Mm. Uh, we had uh, in July the five planet retrograde, and that that kept me busy. Uh, <clears throat> I oh, wow. almost yeah. lost my voice. Yeah, uh, the uh, it was a long, hot, heavy summer with that going on. And uh, I told everybody that, uh, like it said in the art of war, went on dispersive ground, stand still. Nobody was going to get ahead during that. And if you could mm. just uh, maintain. <laughs> maintain your ground and not not be buried under that uh you're ahead of the game mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. most of the mm-hmm. work i was doing during july was just keeping people's head above water and uh don't panic you know i said always remember the rule never lose your cool and that was hard this summer wasn't it it was hot and humid and most of the country in the south we were having temperatures and oh, 100 yeah. degrees and humidity it was like you dipped your clothes in hot water and just put them back on the humidity was so bad and mm-hmm. uh so what? That's what we were doing, and uh, it's still pretty hot here in August. But we're uh, getting cool mornings, the forerunner of fall, my favorite um, yeah. season. And uh, pumpkin spice everything is starting to turn up. So you know, Halloween and Sawain <laughs> right around the corner. <laughs> we love yeah, that. I'm, uh, and, uh, I'm quite partial yeah, to uh, autumn myself. We just love that. Yeah. And, uh, 
So uh, my uh, little granddaughter started kindergarten this week, the first week of kindergarten. Oh, so that was uh, adventurous for all of us. Yes, mm-hmm. it, uh, she's been living with us since she was uh, almost two, and so now she's yeah. almost six. It's uh, oh, wow. time time flies, if, and uh, I've become aware of one truth in the matter. Uh, pay attention. Uh, all relationships boil down to one thing, and that's paying attention. And, yeah. Uh, well said. Well yeah, said. Pay attention well because said. when you're looking away, the kids grow up and uh, the friendships can come and go, and people pass away. And uh, as you, you know, I'm almost sixty, and one thing I've learned is that when you're not paying attention, your friends can disappear on you. So always pay attention to the people you care about. There are people we pay attention to, and people we don't pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And the, well the people you pay yeah. attention to. Are the people that you love wise words? <clears throat> Very important. Through that, I think, in particular, that. remember remembering uh, with, with the coming of fall. Uh, it's certainly been an interesting summer, as you rightly noted, and we we welcome the changing season and the cooling temperatures very readily with much enthusiasm. Um, today's talk, oh, I want to kind of dive in because there's so much to discuss here, uh, is container spells. And container spells are mm-hmm. an important aspect of hoodoo, conjure, and root work. I'm going to give a brief description of container spells, and then I'm going to turn this over to John St. Germain, and I'll try to guide this conversation as best as I can, but I will rely That's heavily a good idea. on we'll both of you. I'll I'll guide to the best of my ability, but I I, I do I will rely heavily on both of you. <clears throat> so okay. one of the things to import to recognize with container spells is that they are probably one of the oldest forms of root work available today. When we think conjure root work, uh, we really think about candle spells, and candle spells have become very popular uh, in the kind of modern era, and really this 20th century invention with the rise uh, <clears throat> of spiritual supply shops, um, and we, we do, I mean, I, I see a lot of entryway into Udu um, comes from people who say, oh, well, I did this candle spell here, here and there, I lit a green candle for money, etc., and it's also the technique most borrowed, I would say. So for people who are looking for some type of practical folk magic, they generally borrow a lot from uh, hoodoo's candle work. But in reality, much of the heart of the technology, if I can use that word, the technology of uh, hoodoo comes out of container spells. Container spells are the oldest form of work. We have examples of them going all the way back to plantations where we find containers buried. Um, every regularly, every you know, every few years or so, people uh, scrape the Mississippi River, uh, and they they scrape it up, and they always find countless bottle spells done in glass bottles and medicine bottles, and it is an old form of containing work, of containing prayers. Even the uh, mojo bag is in many ways a combination of kind of three technologies: container magic talismanic magic, and the ability of creating spirits. And it goes back really to the Mm -hmm. Congolese West African roots of hoodoo. We find, for example, amongst the Hausa people and the Angola people, 
uh, the creation of various container magics and spells. And they can be used for a variety of different you know, purposes and, and goals. The most famous, I would say, contemporaneously container spell is the honey jar, which I think in many ways, yep. when credit is credit is due, is really thanks to Miss Cat, who popularized the honey jar to, to the degree that it has become. But it is an old form of working. You find it throughout the South, even to this day, people who may not practice hoodoo or conjure, uh, John St. Germain rightly pointed out, witch bottles, uh, the hanging bottle trees, something that we all participated in at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. I led a workshop on that. And then we, if you go onto the actual campus on Joaquin Mojo, the grounds, you will find a tree with hanging bottle spells, bottle spells that are buried, bottle spells that are kept in the house, uh, bottle spells that are put underneath the house, bottle spells that are broken. There are container spells come in a variety of different forms and shapes. They don't always have to be bottles. They can be put in different kind of uh, vessels, but they are an old form of working, a very powerful form of working, and, and they are essential to the kind of history of hoodoo. So with that introduction, I'm going to turn this over <clears throat> to John St. Germain, who's going to kind of lead this uh, in, in the kind of direction he's interested in. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks. Uh, I first became interested in uh, container spells uh, a long time ago because uh, uh, a woman came to me and she wanted to get rid of somebody. Uh, she had a daughter who was involved with a very bad man, and she said, uh, do you know how to work a root? And I said, uh, yes, uh, I know how to work a root. And she said, well, I got this very bad situation with my daughter. I want to get rid of him. And uh, so I... I made her a matchbox spell, which uh, people in my family did, and it was a hot foot spell. And I said, well, take this matchbox and bury it under the footsteps. And the uh, idea of the matchbox spell is that it was a time-release spell. The matchbox would disintegrate as it lay in the ground and release the ingredients. And uh, so I put hot foot ingredients in it. And, uh, and I said, all you have to do is wait until he's gone, and uh, you and your daughter bury this where he'll walk over it. And so I put a little poppet in it. The poppet was made out of beeswax, uh, ingredients with his name, hot foot ingredients. And, um, and I said, it will take it a little time to work because as the box disintegrates, it will grow stronger over time. And uh, so uh, I'd found out that not a lot of people had heard of matchbox spells, but these are very handy. And I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. So, I said, how badly do you want to get rid of this guy? And she said, very badly. And I said, well, because we can put some other ingredients in there that are known as D-U-M-E, death unto my enemy. And I said, if something really bad happened to him, would it bother you? And this was a little old lady who was a retired school teacher. She said, honey, if that man died, I would dance for joy. And this is how bad this guy was. So I said, all right, let's really take this to the next level Then put D-U-M-E ingredients in it. And uh, I didn't see her for several months, and she came back about nine months later for another reading. And uh, she says, I know what you want to ask me. And I said, nope, none of my business. She goes, well, my daughter's got her a new man, and they have a little grocery store they've opened, and she and the kids are doing really well. And she says, I know what you want to ask me. I said, no, I'm not going to ask you. And she said, well, he got drunk and ran his car into a tree, and he's dead. So whether that was oh, a, a seat mm -hmm. well, I, over over time, I've only known – of truly, of all the root workers I know, 
I've only known of a couple of cases where DUME actually killed anyone. And whether that was actually a sequel of the DUME or of the person's own orneriness, I, I can't say. Only God knows that, right? But they were very, very bad people. And their lifestyle was such where they were heading for that anyway. But one thing I do know is that the hot foot got them out of the life. And uh, so mm-hmm. container spells can be very, very powerful. They're concentrated. And uh, uh, so the matchbox is very useful because, for one thing, it can be camouflaged. You can set a matchbook on the table, and this is why they're very useful, I think, for gambling. You can put uh, gambling ingredients in it and just set it on the table while you're playing. And you can pick it up and fondle it and pray um, over it and uh, uh, evoke the little spirit that might be uh, involved in the ingredients, um, especially if you have a fetish in it, and just set it, uh, tap it on the table, you know, boom, 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 boom uh, to fix it, you know, to knock it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who's going to think about it? It's a matchbox, right? Uh, you can leave it in someone's house. Um, there's a lot of things you can do with it. Um, it's uh, it's subterfuge. You know, it, it truly is laying a trick. So this is one of the things mm-hmm. I really like about the matchbox spell. And you can tailor it mm-hmm. to anything. You can put anything in it. And it's something that not a lot of people have ever heard of. Yeah, it's this very is a, true. a really good point. Mm. Please, Madam Ray. Um, so, no, I just um, – one of the things that I really like that we are able to use in Hoodoo is things that are around. Like I really don't like when you see a spell, mm, even though, you know, don't even look at spells online. But you, you, you see this spell list. It's like a, a recipe for a French cuisine. You need this and you need that and you need <laughs> the other thing. And you're like – I am not going to do this work because I don't even know where to buy half of the things. And to order, it's going to take, I don't know. What I really like is to think when people did real hoodoo, right? When you needed to get rid of the monster, I don't know. If you needed to, to do something really quick and you didn't have any supplies, what did you do? You used what you had, right? What you have. If it was, yes, mm-hmm. it was if you have matches, you have matches. If you have a box with sugar, you have a box with sugar. If you have um, old underwear made of, um, I don't know what, you use that and you make a mojo bag. And a mojo bag is also a container spell, right? So uh, this is why I think this is kind of a really awesome thing because you don't have to go far away. It's not some exotic, you know, under the full moon when the clock strikes three and the sun and the moon in this disposition, you will need to... No, you take a matchbox and you do what you need to do, and nobody ever thinks about it. Nobody ever suspects. You just do what you got to do, and it's done. And boom! Mm-hmm. I love also, that. That envelopes. is such a good point about it. Mm-hmm. Also, envelopes. You can do it in envelopes. Uh, uh, you can buy. Uh, they call them coin envelopes or drug envelopes. They're these little yellow Manila paper envelopes, and they're various sizes. There's uh, one you can get. It's about two inches by an inch and a half, and you can carry these with you if you tend to do a lot of work and pick up personal concerns that people leave around. Uh, you know, uh, a napkin, you know, where they dab their lips or uh, uh, just about anything and collect them in these envelopes and add your ingredients and seal the envelope, and there you have it. And you can bury it. You can leave it under things. You can tape it under a table. Uh, 
you know, like cigarette ash, cigar ash, uh, cigarette butt, anything that they have uh, left their saliva on, uh, hairs, whatever. You just collect them uh, like a forensic, <laughs> you know, forensic, take tape, mm-hmm. uh, pick uh, stuff up and put it in the envelope, collect an envelope, and then you don't even have to transport the envelope to an altar or anything. Um, like you were saying, get a 17th century Venetian urn for your spell work. Nah, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, just anything, you know, the dregs of their coffee cup, uh, pour, you know, mm-hmm. stick it in this envelope and gather it over time. This is especially good for the workplace. You know, you gather evidence on your boss, um, uh, personal concerns from your boss, and gather in this envelope, write your petition on the envelope itself, and you've got uh, a little spell packet. Uh, when people think of container spells, they're thinking of honey jars and vinegar jars and uh, ammonia jars, but that is a container. Um, mm. So um, you can take that envelope and put that in your jar itself, but that envelope is a container spell. Well, this I is, I think, a, a really important part. Go ahead. I'll jump you, you've made <clears throat> oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, what I was uh, uh, thinking is that the, the, the container that we choose for the container spell has a value to it, right? Especially yes. if we're visual people or we, we kind of work with what we see and it augments our ability mm-hmm. to go into trance and focus and so forth. So... Yeah, like you said, if you, that, uh, we cannot, don't, not everyone can get a Venusian urn, right, for a, a Venusian urn, Venusian urn. You can just tell you right. how much I work with Venus, but, um, yeah. you, you know, not everyone can get that. But when we start thinking about container cells, things are, the container is the membrane. It's, it's what holds the magic. But we need to think, mm-hmm. how is it relating to the work that we're doing, right? So mm-hmm. if it's something, if you already not on the spot and like, okay, I'm going to use a matchbox or a matchbox is working for you because you can light that stuff on fire, right? If needed be and mm-hmm. getting rid of it. But let's say this is like a beautifying container. So like Kandra always said, my, my expertise is in bewitching and mm-hmm. enchanting. So mm-hmm. when right, you right. work with something like that, you want something pleasing to the eye. You want something lovely and wonderful. Maybe something that's been used, but I find very, very um nice to work with is um, containers for candles, glass containers that, you know, fancier candles come in and you finish the candle, the candle is done. Usually it burns quite clean. You can clean that container and you can keep it and work with it, right? And there are different types of things. But that that had that sense to it. And you can also even buy a candle that would be like, okay, this is a rose candle. I'm going to start initiating myself. And like, I'm going to do some glamour work. I'm going to do some reconciliation Mm -hmm. work. I'm going to do some love work. Or I'm about to do some, you know, some money work. Let me get a bergamot candle or something like that. That thinking about the container itself and working with the container itself makes the Mm -hmm. container also a magical instrument. Yes. Now, yeah. Um, you, when uh, you, you, when oh, you, hold on. Um, let me, let me jump in real quick. Um, one of the things that I just want to testify, Madam Nadia actually made me, and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. She actually made me mm-hmm. a gift of of these candles before, a few years back. Uh, these kind of nine day candles, and the way that she worked with the glass as a container, the decorations and whatnot, really indicates a, you know, an example of powerful container magic. Now, when we talk about container spells, we have to break them down a little bit into kind of their types. There are kind of three approaches <clears throat> three approaches to uh, container spells. The first is that they hold power. You combine a variety of different magical material and 
objects and whatnot. And all of that comes together and it holds some form of power. This is very much like talismans. They are imbued. They are filled with something. Uh, and they hold that energy, that spirit, that power for a particular goal. So you bring together drawing herbs, magnetic sand, etc., in order to create some form of attraction jar. The other approach is that you are creating a little spirit. This goes back to the technology of West Africa and Central Africa, the Congolese technology of the Inkisi. This is a Waringango or sentimental, this kind of object. Mm-hmm. Which a spirit is literally created. It's a form of a sort of God-making, if you will. All these different herbs, a sort of Frankenstein monster, in which all these different herbs, bones, material, etc., are put together to create a living spirit that you that is encased in the container itself that you work with regularly. Uh, doll work in this regards is very much related to it. And then the third approach is something quite interesting and unique. This is something that Miss Cat has talked about. Uh, she comes out of the world where she's heavily uh, her background is in comic books so she talks about container spells as making little universes you create a pocket universe in which your goal is already achieved so let's say you're doing a honey jar you've already put you and your lover in honey in that universe in that little pocket universe you are surrounded by sweetness and love etc in other words you already created that reality within the jar itself. These are the three kind of different approaches to the honey jars. And then they're worked in three different ways. They're worked as long-term, that is that you regularly burn candles on it, that you shake it up, that you keep it on an altar. In other words, that it is a long-term spiritual tool or ally, or it is deployed, that is it is spent and set somewhere. This is by burying it, hanging it in a tree, so on and so forth. The third is disintegration. Um, John St. Germain talked about, for example, the way in which matchbox spells disintegrate. Well, this comes out of a very old way of working with container spells, and that's egg spells. You would blow out an egg, fill it with stuff, and then break that egg Mm -hmm. on someone's Mm -hmm. door. Mm -hmm. Or you take wool water and smash it on someone's door. So there's three ways of kind of creating container spells, and then three ways of sort of kind of working with them. And this is very general speaking and a lot of overlap. Now, John, you were you were about to say something about uh, <clears throat> what Maddie and Nadia was talking about, uh, creating these kind yes. of candles with containers. Yes. Um, the um, when you have uh, when you have time, the, the uh, uh, I began making uh, jars that were uh, enclosed environments to become homes for spirits, and uh, these became very carefully crafted. Uh, spirit jars and uh, I cannot upload pictures into chat um, uh, on my Facebook page and on my website are pictures of some of my spirit jars and um, these became um, very pretty some of my spirit jars are very very pretty I take a lot of time to build these and uh, to build the spirit jar first of all the jar has to be pretty and uh, uh, Papa G and I were kind of talking about this because we we saw some online and they they didn't take the labels off. So the first thing you want to do is soak the label off. That we saw one, I think it had a pickle label on it, and uh, someone had a, a jar and uh, still had the pickle label on. So at least respect the spirit that you're going to try to attract by taking the label off. You know, you don't want a peanut butter label on your spirit jar, but. Uh, 
you know, select a pretty jar. I like to get a bottle uh, that's got a narrow neck, and uh, then I'll, I'll make a corn husk doll. I weave a corn husk doll, and I'll soak it, and I'll push it down that little narrow neck, and then when it expands, it looks impossible, first of all, that that doll could have gotten down that little neck. And uh, mm. so, yeah, it, it looks like an impossible object, first of all. So like, how did that doll get in there? And uh, and then I'll make a little cross of uh, usually uh, uh, possum bones. And again, I, I put it in there. I build it like a ship in a bottle, basically. And then there's the cross in there, and how did that get in there? And then I'll put a little bottle of liquor uh, that's sealed for the spirit. And then uh, whatever you want, kind of spirit you want to attract, I put things in there that would be pleasing to that spirit. Uh, I work with a lot of people, oddly enough, that are in the music and entertainment business. So I have some uh, graveyard dirt from Louis Armstrong's grave, for instance. Um, sometimes, yeah, from Jimi Hendrix's grave. Uh, I had a guy who was an MMA power fighter. I have some graveyard dirt from uh, Bruce Lee's grave. You'll put it in a little bag, uh, you know, with some other objects and curios and put that down in the bottle too. But you'll put some uh, objects in there that would be pleasing to that particular type of spirit. Uh, you want to put things in there that would not drive a low life spirit. So you might want to put uh, uh, something like sandalwood, uh, uh, Palo Santo, something that would dri that would drive away uh, you don't want a low rent spirit, a low life spirit coming into your spirit house. You want to attract uh, high class spirits. And um, uh, I like to put um, uh, like a silver coin, you know, to pay the spirit. Uh, uh, the, the very individual uh, things, and then make it a pleasant, a roomy environment for the spirit too. And uh, then I'll uh, I'll put a uh, uh, an appropriate Solomon seal on the top of it. You know, whether it's for prosperity or for love, protection. And um, uh, then I'll decorate the jar very prettily, and I'll put a, a, an amulet on it. Um, and um, then I'll, I'll give it to the person with instructions. And uh, usually the people I work with are pretty hip magically. They know how to work a magical object. But again, um, I say give them offerings. You know, give the spirit flowers. Give the spirit scented water. Give the spirit candy. You know, talk to the spirit. Um, let it know you appreciate this. Appreciate it. Put it next to a window. Um, you know, give it sunlight. Give it moonlight, and um, let it know you appreciate it. Because if you ignore a spirit, um, sometimes they can become mischievous. They'll get your attention. This has been my experience, or they'll just leave. They'll mm -hmm. go to somewhere where they're appreciated. And uh, so uh, I make these spirit jars for people, and they've become. Uh, quite popular. People bring their friends. Say you, you get, need to get one of these spirit jars, and uh, uh, they, you can. The the very nice thing about a spirit jar is that you can move them when you move to a new home. You can take them with you, and uh, they. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, people say, well, can I give them to my uh, children? I say, if you do, do it very formally. You know, tell the spirit you're going to do it and say, you know, spirit, and you know, you can name your spirit, you know, uh, you know, Peter, I'm going to give you this is my son. Um, is it okay if I uh, let you uh, move in with my son? Is this acceptable? And you'll probably get a sign of some sort because your spirit may not like your son. <laughs> and, and if the spirit doesn't like your son, uh, just open the top of the jar and let the spirit go. You know, dispose, dispose of the ingredients. Uh, because uh, 
not every spirit likes everybody because that spirit has, has chosen you. You know, you put the jar up and the spirit moves right. in with you, and he may not like your family. Laura Rivera actually gave uh, a couple weeks back during <clears throat> her segment where she did that three weeks in a row. This is actually something that she talked about, the creation of these kind of spirit vessels. Uh, there's also a uh, – if you get the black folder, I think the red folder now, you'll find mm-hmm. a flyer in there about the creation of spirit vessels. Uh, I wrote the uh, the flyer for that. We did a workshop, and it's a very old way of, of working. It kind of combines guardian work with container spells. I wanted to ask Madam Nadia, what are the kind of – we talk containers. What do we mean by that? What are the different type of containers that you use? Because people really don't understand that it's not just jars. There's a lot of creativity that can go, go into it. So what are some ways that you work with container spells or kind of unique uh, containers that you use? Um, container spells are not just, you know, what we think about containers, obviously, um, even though, you know, in Huda we use a lot of mason jars and jars and, and you know, you can um, vinegar, you can use the, the bottle itself, which bottles and so forth. But um, as I was talking before, it's really important to think what is the spell for and how you can use it and um, how you can use what you have that has meaning to you. Because the way that I approach magic in general is that if it has a meaning, it has a spirit. If I start investing a certain meaning in a certain object, it will start attaching itself not only to the idea of what I want to achieve, but also it starts having, it's received more attention, like what John was saying, like spirits want, want attention, your, you know, your mojo bag or whatever, it's like you're familiar, they want attention. So when we start paying attention and focusing our mind on certain objects and giving it meaning, it starts developing a certain type of consciousness. Now, this is my personal theory, right? Not everybody can mm-hmm. agree with that. But when that consciousness starts growing, now we have not just an object in the house. We have a special object in the house, right? Like we have a special kind of jewelry or lockets, right? Those are uh, container spells. So let's say I wanna, mm. I'm going to have a locket on my neck, and that locket, let's say, it's a heirloom from my grandmother. So I have my ancestors present when I use that. And I'm going to take a, a lock of my beloved's hair, and our picture together, I'm going to put it really, really tiny. I'm going to put it in my locket. I'm going to have it on my neck or on my chest. Now, it's a container spell. I don't need to burn anything mm-hmm. on it. I don't mm-hmm. need to do anything with it. It is going to be activated by the fact that I blessed it. I made it so. It's going to be on my skin by my neck where my heart is beating. So it will be activating. It will be beating with me. And I can even make an agreement with this container and say every time that I take a deep breath and I say my beloved's name, even in my mind, Something is happening. The love between us is growing. Mm. Our desire is growing. Our future is growing, right? So this is this is one of container spells that you could use without it being like, a, you know, a, a jar or something that we call a container. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I really like to use, and I spoke about it before, is powder compact that's been used. So women, and of course men that use makeup, 
the the compact mirrors with powder are very ornate and I, I you know, I indulge in, in cosmetics. I love my, my stuff beautiful and vintage and whatnot. Um so one of the things that I like to do is to create those. And I say to my clients, finish using your beautiful compact powder that you paid I don't know how much for it. And instead of just throwing it to garbage, use that as a container spell to beautify yourself. Because you have a mirror, mirror is a magnifier, you can look at yourself. It's like mirror, mirror on the wall. Every time I look at you, I become the most beautiful woman in the world. You know, that's that's mm. how it works. And the the Usually they're round, so you can very easily uh, attach a sol- like Venus Solomon seals in there. Or maybe if you decide that you, you want to use it in a different way, it also can be for communication because we can put some Mercury stuff in there. And mm-hmm. let's say you need to give a public speech or you need to go talk to your boss. You open that mirror. You look into that. Maybe you put some oil in there so you smell it oh, this is my mercury oil, and I'm about to give that speech, and all of them are going to just listen to me, and I'm going to mesmerize them, right? Mm. And you close that mirror, and suddenly you put yourself in that space where you can come on and just say what you need to say, and everybody's going to be like, oh, wow, that is some real serious business. I really want to do what you I'll buy your stuff. I'll invest in you. This is weird. We have a deal mm. over here. And, yeah, and, you know, this is some a, a compact powder thing that we had at home that we invested in, finished, and now we made some magic out of it. I love that. That is such a fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic way of thinking about containers that you don't always consider containers. Uh, lockets and, and compact mirrors. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I'll just mention real briefly... Um, I'm particularly partial towards using uh, vintage <laughs> vintage chamber pots that you can buy from eBay. And you can use those to really mess somebody up. <laughs> so you're oh, my. Oh, my <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It'd be a perfect, perfect way to end the segment is with chamber pots. Okay, so I'm going to hand this over to... Thank you both of you for a really wonderful uh, <clears throat> discussion. It was a really robust, interesting, and exciting. And John will be joining us uh, back at the end where he will be giving a, a free spell. I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to lead us on to our <clears throat> next segment. So, Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rupert Hour with your hosts, Contraman Ali and co- uh, special co-host, Madam Nadia. And this week's special guest, John St. Germain, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Bob and Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code 323 in Los Angeles, California. This is Tiffany. Tiffany, are you there? Yes, I'm here. 
Hi, and welcome back to the show. I see that we had you back on uh, June 23rd of this year, and it looks like that situation has has improved or has changed. Is that correct? It's changed, yes. Good. Glad to hear that. See, uh, you've had a private reading with Miss Kat on another situation, but this particular situation, you did have a reading with Miss Elvira, correct? Yes. Thank you. And Tiffany writes, my love blocked me after everything was fine between us, and we planned to see uh, one another and go on a trip together. Turn it back to you, Countryman Ali. Thank you for that, Baba Newt. Uh, thank you, Tiffany, for trusting us with your situation. I'm going to ask you a couple questions, and then I'm going to turn this over to Madam Nadia, who's going to be doing your first uh, reading, uh, and okay. then we'll be followed by John St. Germain, and then I will give you uh, some root work recommendations. So first, if you don't mind me asking, what sign of the zodiac are you? I'm Aquarius. Aquarius, and what sign yes. is your partner? Um, Aries, I believe, uh, April 3rd. Okay, uh, Aries. And then you said uh, this person uh, you were dating, and then they cut you off after making plans. How long have you guys been together? We're not officially together. It's a long, kind of drawn-out situation that I probably don't have time to get okay. into. But um, like fine. you know, I put on the on the board, you know, everything was fine. Um, you know, there are times when things would go by that we wouldn't hear from each other or whatever. But then we reconnect and everything is fine. Literally, the last thing he said to me was that, you know, um, he told me that, you know, he's trying to get his life together, which I understood. Um, but like I said, mm-hmm. we made plans to see each other. We made plans to literally go to New York together for a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing he said to me, I did nothing wrong. And okay. then he blocked, I mean, I don't know when he blocked me from that, but um, I didn't discover I was blocked for a week and a half because I didn't check how, my social media. How long How long has this person been in your life is the question. Even if you guys have been uh, of, aren't official, how long? Since May. Since May, okay. And then yeah. when did you find out that he, he's blocked you? Um, he left me the message. I didn't get a, a notification of the message, so I didn't check my social media for a week and a half because I'm taking a break from it. So I'm not sure from when he left that message to when he blocked me okay. it was, but I found out like a week and a half later. Okay. And then final question, and I'm going to turn this over to Madam Nadia. Roughly how old are you? You don't have to be exact. I'm 45. I have no problem telling you that. <laughs> 25 and is he roughly the same age older oh no 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 i'm 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 45 45 okay 45 Mm -hmm. and he's he's half my age half your age okay let's turn this over to madam nadia who will uh, do your reading okay okay thank you conjurementally hi tiffany how are you doing hi i'm okay how are you I'm good. So I missed that part. I know you said you started dating in May. And when was that um, last time that you communicated? Um, I, I sent him a message. He answered back the same day, but I didn't check it for like a week and a half. So that was actually when in was late that? July. Was it? Late July. In late July. Okay. So mm-hmm. you, you connected between May and, and late July. Got it. And what is the purpose of this? What what are you trying to figure out? If there is future to this, what's going to happen? Well, what um, is, let's focus this. Yeah, I was advised by Ms. Kat um, to kind of do a check because I have been having readings with Ms. Elvira. And they, you know, I had the readings with them two months ago on the show. And, you know, 
everything that was said between the three people on the show and Miss Elvira, I'm completely mm-hmm. blindsided by being blocked, especially when the last, you know, communication from him was that I did absolutely nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, Tiffany. So what what do we what are we trying to find though? Is I just want to know find when is he interested? Yeah, like when am I going to hear from him, see him? You know, um, I am in the process of finding a new place and moving, and you know, is that okay. you know, stopping him or whatever? Well, because it's you know because it's a podcast, it's a radio show, we cannot go into all these questions. So what I'm right, going to right. do is that I'm shuffling my cards and I'm going to pull three cards to see what is coming up for you with this person. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because now you mentioned that you're going to be moving. And this is what I see. So um, um, the cards that I got are the Four of Wands, okay. um, the Knight of Swords, and the Five of Swords. And what it's telling me is that um, you will hear from this person. And mm-hmm. you've mentioned that you're moving. And this is what I'm seeing here with the Four of Wands. Um, um, and the the sword card is that that you're definitely thinking about moving or that is somehow set in motion. You will hear from this person. There will okay. be some communication, but this communication is in no way going to be something that you would want to hear. It's actually going to make you go like, what happened? This is completely different from what I expected, what I thought we were going to do, where we were going, because it's sort of, um, um, it's almost like, hearing um, a different kind of person talking, like you have an idea or you have a perception of this individual and you're thinking this is what's going on between us. But when he's going to come back and communicate with you, this is not going to be words of love, unfortunately. It's going to be like who, the the way he's going to communicate with you, it would be very strange to you because it's always going to be like a different person. So unfortunately, I don't see here something positive that's coming in. What I do see is that you need to prepare yourself for a conversation that is not necessarily going to make you feel good. Does that make sense? Um, not really. I mean, like, in a way, yes, because I know that he dabbles in, in drugs and things like that, and he's exhibited, you know, things that I've kind of had to deal with, like by not hearing from him for a few days or a week or something like that, um, you know. Um, so that kind of makes sense in that way, you know, that he might not be – in the state that, you know, because I met him, he was clean. Um, so that kind of makes sense in that way. What I'm seeing here is not about the state that he's going to be in. It's the state of your expectations for the reality of what he wants to deliver. Mm-hmm. Really. So for you, you have an expectation of this turning out to be something that is meaningful and valuable and emotionally fulfilling for you. And mm-hmm. you had an idea that this is how, how it is and this is who he is. You know, people, drugs is not, People have make mistakes, and we all have issues. This, I'm not going to address that. What I'm seeing here is that when that communication actually is going to happen, it's going to make you feel like I am. I thought we were in this kind of relationship, but you are in a completely different place, and I'm in a completely different place. That mm-hmm. is what I see, but I'll let my colleagues um, okay. um, also um, put their opinions into this reading and suggestion. I mean, are you seeing someone else, or Thanks. are you just seeing that? Hold, hold, hold on, hold on, Tiffany. We, we have a second reading here, and then we'll, we'll address okay. it. Uh, let's have John St. Germain uh, take our, uh, this and finish with the reading, and then I'll come in with some advice. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tiffany, um, 
I'm, I'm just going to ask you, do you want a sugar-coated reading, or do you want me to just lay it on you? No, I just, I want the truth. I mean, I just... Okay. There's no okay. point in, like, you telling, you know, hearing something right. that's not the truth. Because I, I, I don't have a lot of time to kind of, you know, back you into this, but uh, with this fellow, from what I can see with my reading, um, I, I have um, two of hearts, queen of clubs, and four of hearts. This is a very... Uh, Sparse reading, I'll say. Things are with this guy. Things are not as they seem with him. Um, he, he's good at showing you a certain thing, but then I'm going to tell you that the illusion gets stripped away with him very quickly. He does. He does more than dabble with drugs. It's it's more than dabble. Dabbling with drugs is like when you get high on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like smoke a little dope. Sometimes you might do a little ecstasy or something. He he does more than dabble with drugs. He he's got a very bad problem, and. Um, I'm going to tell you that uh, the Queen of Clubs is another woman, but I want to tell you something about the nature of this woman. This is someone he, he was involved with in the past who uh, enabled him and maybe even supplied him, and he can't get away from her. So I believe that what's happening is he he might try to get away from her and get clean, but then she, she gets him back in. So I think right. this, is the, uh, this is why you have these long periods of not hearing from him. Because she, uh, you know, she has him in her thrall, and she controls him with drugs and sex and uh, uh, psychological manipulation. So right. this is a very complicated and uh, insidious situation. Are you sure you want to be part of it? Well, I thought that that was done because after we, I, you know, I knew he was with her when we met. I had no part of them breaking up. He broke up with her on his own, you know, without my <laughs> interference. Um, I knew that she did all the things that you said. I knew that, um, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I can only do what I can do. You know, I know that I don't do, I don't do drugs. I don't, I don't know that lifestyle. I don't know, right. you know, and I, I can't be um, someone who I've been through this so I can help you with it. I, yeah. I don't know the first right. thing about that's, how to get him out of that. And that's the only, right. I saw that when I met him with her and that's why she hates me. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know how to fix that because I don't know anything no, about no. it. From I'm, I'm on right. the outside looking in when it comes to it. right. This is this so is a whole you... different world, whole different world than what you're what you're. You know, this is a, you're not experienced in this. Uh, no. Uh, no, no, no. This is bad, bad. Yeah, she's bad. Yeah, I know she's bad all around because she completely uses that to keep him with her, and he, you know, he doesn't. I mean. You know, I was like, okay, if he's meant to be with me, then, you know, he'll be with me. And I had nothing to do with them breaking up, but I saw it from the beginning that she, and it hurts him. You know, he doesn't like it. He doesn't well, want any part of it. Be, but, this would yeah. be like me trying to go up against uh, Larry Holmes or Muhammad Ali in a ring. I'd be right. slaughtered. I don't have, you know, I don't have the tools for that. Uh, right. I, I don't know. See, I can't advise you on how to fight her because, um, you know she's got her hooks in him in such a insidious fashion that um it would be it's an unequal fight you know he's he's um he's from a different world you're from two different worlds um right. and it would take not 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 in a not in a radio show like this you know not in ten minutes but you know uh, ali it's in your court man um yeah but thank I think, you for that John so there there's some some things we got to point out here first and foremost. <clears throat> first is that uh, as an Aquarius, you said you're an Aquarius, right? Yeah. 
when you're an Aquarius, this type of situation where you meet someone a little bit later, around 40, that's not unusual. That happens. The problem with Aquarians and their love relationships is that they often go through scenarios like this, where it's a bit hard to jumpstart love. That is, not that there's anything wrong with you. It's just one of the problems that they face in life. They're a Saturnian sign, and so that's a bit of an issue. Now, I do want to point something out. Madame Nadia said, four of wands, knight of swords, and five of swords. If you go and look at your previous reading that you got on this show, you will mm. see that the four of wands came up in your reading that time, and the knight of swords came up in your reading last time. And if I remember correctly, it was Cat who pulled those cards. So Madame Nadia is picking up something there. The knight of swords, even last time, was a reminder that there's a disorganization there, a lack of clarity, uh, some type of, of, of problem that keeps him from committing. And that came true. We see that here now, that that is still a problem. Now, you said previous reader had told you that um, you guys were meant to be. Well, something that Kat said last time, as I remember, is that that's a phrase she avoids. I know some readers like it. I also come from that school of thought because I believe in the free will of individuals. So I'm a little bit hesitant here. The readings here have indicated that this person may come back, that this person may genuinely like you and may genuinely care for you, but there are problems. John St. Germain is talking about this as beyond you, as sort of a completely different world, and I think that's something that you want to take away from this, is to spend some time and ask yourself, are you ready to deal with this? And the answer is no. Then as great as this was, it's time to set it aside and draw someone who makes you feel the same way who has all the good qualities that this guy has without any of the other problems. Now, what I'm going to do is give you a working three parts that I think is going to be useful. First, I want you to do some love uncrossing work. This was recommended last time by Think Mama E, if I'm not mistaken, but this is something that you really should do because it'll help to undo and remove some of the crossed conditions in your love life. Get yourself some rose, some violet leaves, uh, and some rue. Brew it into a tea, pour yourself out, draw yourself out a bath, add some honey, add some milk, pour the tea into it, and bathe in it. It's very good for the soul and will help to uncross any of the kind of messes that have uh, come into your life and to remove any complications in your love life. Next, what I want you to do is to give you some sense of closure. I think some communication between the two of you might be good, just to clear out the air. So what I want you to do is to take a photo of his, print it out. On the back, I want you to write a heartfelt letter to him, whatever you want to say. So-and-so, why did you leave? I think I deserve some answers. Explain what happened. Write sincerely, honestly, from your heart. No accusations, just write it out. Fold this out and place this on some type of heat-proof dish. You can use a sensor or a thurible. Get yourself some return-to-me and come-to-me incense. Mix in some tobacco. You can order black tobacco directly from Lucky Mojo. Pour this out onto the paper that you have folded up, make a nice little pyramid with it, and light this incense and speak through the smoke to him. 
speak as if he were standing right in front of you. Ideally, you want to do this at night when he is sleeping so that you are directly speaking to his spirit. You will do this for three days, letting the incense burn all the way down. On the third and final day, once you have let the incense burn down, light a match and burn the paper itself, the photo of his. Let it burn all the way, mix it together with the incense, take the ashes to the crossroads and blow them to the four corners of the wind. I'm going to repeat the incense because Papa Newt just asked. It's come to me incense and return to me incense. Once you have done this, wait for three days or three weeks. If you do not hear from him, then it is time to move on. I do recommend that even if he comes back and speaks to you, that you consider uh, cut and clear products as the third part of this working to cleanse away any kind of hurt. The great thing about come to me or cut and clear work is that everything that you had with him that you loved, the way he made you feel, the excitement, the passion, whatever it was, you can have all of that in your next partner without any of this doubt, hesitation, baggage, drama, etc. So the cut and clear isn't about, about driving him away. It's about bringing you the perfect love that you deserve while helping you to heal from the situation. So I recommend cut and clear as the sort of final leg of this particular uh, working. I know this is not exactly the reading that you had hoped for, and I know that this is a difficult situation to be in. Um, there's clearly a lot of passion and connection between you. This came out of nowhere. It was a bit of an unexpected relationship and in certain ways <clears throat> an unexpected close. But the good news is that there is hope after all of this. You are not destined to be stuck in this situation for the rest of your life. Take heart from that. Put your trust in the work and in the readings. Uh, have that final communication. Air any of the sort of uh, issues that you have, and then be prepared to move on. Let's see if uh, Madam Nadia or uh, John have anything further to add. Just a few seconds, real quick, uh, and then we're we're gonna have to uh, call it a, an end. Okay. Love, love your working. I really don't have much to Thank you. to Thank add you. to that. Yeah, that, that's wonderful spell work. It is wonderful spell work. Um, just remember, he, he's not your salvation. You're your salvation. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. Thank you. Support for the programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com. And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next call, and we will be going to the queue uh, to take our next caller. And we are selecting area code 312. 312, are you there? Yes, my name's Karen. I'm calling from Chicago. 
Hi, Karen. I'm calling from Chicago. Welcome to the show. Um, have you ever had any readings with uh, Kat, Madam Nadia, or any of uh, any other readers on this situation we're going to be uh, reading on today? No, no, not at all. <laughs> Certainly. And in a couple uh, uh, in a couple sentences, can you give us a brief description of your situation? Sure. Um, I'm at a job that um, it's just I'm at a temp job right now, and it may go until the end of the year. But um, I don't make a lot of money, and I'm looking to maybe try to see if I can find another job. And I'm wondering if you see that being successful. Oh, certainly. Thank you so much. Turning back to you, Congressman Ali. Thank you for that, uh, Papa Newt. I'm going to do your uh, first reading, followed by John St. Germain, and then we are going to have Madame Nadia do your root work. And again, I've mentioned Madame Nadia does a lot of kind of success work, so this is right up her uh, alley. I wanted to ask you a couple questions. You said that you're currently in a temp position, and it is ending soon. When was it that it's ending? Um, they told me it could be possibly 30 days, so I've already been there a month, or 60 days. So it may okay. last another 60 days. So very soon. Uh, and what industry is it in, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, sure. It's in manufacturing engineering. Manufacturing engineering. And is that an industry you'd like to stay with, or would you prefer to go to a different industry? Um, I, I wanted to get experience in that industry. Um, but um, mm-hmm. I'm open to anything administrative. Anything administrative. Okay, excellent, because that yes. actually does come up very clearly. And then finally, what sign of the zodiac are you? Oh, I'm an Aries. You're an Aries. Okay. I have a few cards here. The very first card that I have is the Seven of Cups. And the Seven of Cups really speaks to your current situation. It shows us a man who is looking up at the clouds. And on these clouds are these beautiful golden goblets. But these golden goblets are illusions, mirages, if you will. And some of them, as beautiful as they are, actually contain dangerous elements. So in addition to seeing sort of wreaths of victory, uh, gems, and beautiful castles. We also have serpents and monsters and poisons. And in the middle, there's a sort of holy guardian angel or Christ-like figure that is veiled. It doesn't refer to the fact that you are in a temp position, that the position will come to an end, uh, that it will not offer you long-lasting, enduring happiness, but that if you can find the thing that you truly want to do, and that is that hidden Christ-like figure, that is your true path. If you can find that, if you can unveil that, that can help you move forward. Uh, And the good news is that that, that you can do that. We have here the uh, three of pentacles, and the three of pentacles shows us an individual who is working on a um, cathedral, and they're working on the arch of the cathedral in particular, and he's watched over by two other individuals, a project sort of manager or financer, and someone who is doing the planning. When it comes to some form of engineering, the three of pentacles really speaks to that. Uh, Architecture, engineering, uh, urban planning, all of those kind of modern fields would be represented by the three of pentacles. But what's interesting is that it also shows us a person who's kind of managing it all. So the administration 
administrative component of that is very clear in the Three of Pentacles. It is likely that you will find and you should work towards using spiritual work and magical work some form of administrative position within the industry of engineering, etc. So you will stay within the industry, but you'll shift positions. Administration will be kind of the way that you want to go, and it was what's going to offer you the best chance of success. It's where you will be able to apply skills, the experience that you've gotten from this temp position into something a little bit more lasting. And then the final card that we have here is the Four of Wands. And the Four of Wands represents success. It is an image of a Roman marriage ceremony with four staves in the forefront and two people in the back celebrating union. This is uh, what people don't often understand is when they think of this, they think marriage, marriage, marriage. But in the pre-modern world in particular, marriage was contractual. There was a sort of contract component to it. So this also speaks to the ability of signing a contract that is enduring. And lasting. it seems like this will likely happen during fall time, so it will take a little bit. You're going to have to be patient. Um, it's not going to happen right away. You're not going to find it next week. The sense that I'm getting is about roughly October is when things are really going to start to turn around. So while my recommendation would be to do some form of root work that will involve uh, a combination of sort of physical object, maybe a talisman or a container with some type of fire, incense, or candles, that will really help to move things along. I do sense that you're going to be fine, that you are going to be able to transition into this new position, and that you are able to, <coughs> excuse me, you are able to get the job that you desire. You just have to refocus yourself a little bit, recognize that the temp stuff will come to an end, and that you'll need to move on to uh, what is truly going to be fulfilling for you, and that is some type of administrative work within the industry of engineering. I'm going to turn this over to uh, John St. Germain, and after John St. Germain, we're going to have Madame Nadia come in and um, give you some root work recommendation. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank Ali. You very much. Thank you, Conjurman Ali. I, I, I like your uh, sexy, raspy voice, uh, Conjurman <laughs> Ali. You, uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's 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 very exotic. Uh, you should you should maybe kind of keep that. You know, when your voice heals, you, you might, should keep that. It's very very exotic and <laughs> sexy. Um, uh, I'm I'm sorry. Can you give me your name again, ma'am? Sure, it's Karen. Karen, that's right, Karen. Yes. Um, I'm I'm sorry. I, I was I was so I was listening to uh, Conjurman Ali's <laughs> reading and I got I got enraptured by it. Uh, uh, I'm I'm looking at just three cards here. I have the Eight of Diamonds, the Five of Hearts, and the Joker. And that, oh, it, that's very interesting. Uh, your life was very uh, uh, I think compartmentalized for a while, and then it got thrown in the air kind of, and now it's just you're just kind of putting the pieces together, and you're not quite sure where to go. Is that kind of where you are right now? Yes, yes, yes. I yeah. had a, sta- a real stable job, and then I've been temping for like about three, three to five years now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also your life, your life was very stable and predictable for a while too, right? And then it just kind of went. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that that's really it's not just about your job; it's about everything in your life, identity, and everything. You're just looking at kind of uh, who am I, where am I going, and what can I do now? Uh, so uh, it's not just about your job; it's about Everything really, I think. So um, uh, there's a lot here, I think, to watch for. There's um, 
there's going to be a great deal of emotional intensity that builds up in you. So uh, signs to look for, I think. What, I, what I'm seeing here is that there will be a door opening for you, and there's going to be a very good friend, and this is a man, and uh, he's he's going to say things to you and help you uh, find your next step, not only in terms of job, but this is going to be a life direction as well. Uh, this is not a lover it's not like a romantic partner. This is someone who's going to be a very good friend for you, though, and he will help you, uh, 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 guide you, sort of, um, take an interest in you. And don't mistake it, though, for a love relationship. It's okay. it's more of a fr friendship, mentorship. Uh, you know, feelings can develop in this kind of uh, – especially in a transitional phase like you're in right now where you're going from one part of your life to another where you're you're really in reinventing your identity. Um so there's kind of a warning flag that comes up here. You know, don't fall in love with someone who's more or less destined to be a friend because uh, it can happen. Uh, but okay. you're at a crossroads here. You really are. You're at a crossroads, and it's a wonderful point in your life to be because you can decide uh, whoever you want to be. And part of that is your career choice. Uh, you may stay in the career where you are now, but um, also um, – I think you might transit into something that uh, allows you to express yourself uh, creatively. So, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this makes sense to you. It's not exactly a prediction of your future because I think that you're standing at a point where you need to, re where you can rebuild your future. Um, so, get you some, uh, uh, you know, keep things open right now. Keep things flexible. That would be my advice. Okay. Have fun. Have fun with it. Don't be quite so serious. Have fun with it. <laughs> okay. Okay. In, in the chat room, they're saying LinkedIn, LinkedIn. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in there. Yeah, yeah. It, I have to redo it. I have to. That's funny. I have to re re update it. But I'm. I, I need something to put in there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, cool. it's, there's a lot of things. You know, your your head's where your feet are, and your feet's where your head are. You know, it's uh, the, the whole world went topsy turvy on you, so it might take you a while to be reoriented. Um, yes. But you know, I, I, I'm kind of happy for you. There's there's discovery ahead of you, and that's exciting. You know, at your time of life and my time of life, you know, it's when you're rediscovering things, it's like being young again. So it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. Thank you. Okay, for okay the, I, um, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely <laughs> thank reading. Um, we're going to turn this over to Madam Nadia, who's going to do your <clears throat> root work recommendation. Hey, Karen. I'm Hello, your Lee. neighbor here from Lombard. How are you doing? Oh, cool. Good, good. <laughs> yes. Very yes. Can uh, I have two questions for you that I came up for me as I was listening to um, the two gentlemen giving you a reading? One of them, is there a specific place where you would like to work? Like this would be the place that you want to really, really set through. Um, is there a place? Um, like I, 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 I do like the Schomburg area, the, the a suburban area. I'm not, I think that's okay. Do you have a, you're saying you're looking for a job. Do you have like a job yes. place? that you would like to work at that is very specific oh. like this is where i want to work um no particular company that comes to mind um i know um i was in like the steel industry manufacturing um so uh, any of those types okay. of areas okay another thing that i wanted to ask you do you have a friend who um in your um in in your eyes, it's having a really really great job. They're really happy at and they're making good money. Just the friend doesn't matter in the, in the same industry as you or not. And I will tell you why yeah. I'm asking that. 
Yes. You um, do. Somebody I went to college okay. with, he just got a really great opportunity. Yes. yes. Then you know what I'm talking about. Now, the last question I'm going to ask you before I'm going to give you this amazing spell, okay? The last question, are you, um, do you have any religious affiliation or spirituality that you're more connected to? Like if you're Christian, are you more like Catholic or whatever? Is there a church that you go to? Because with the um, card with the lead rule, there is a connection to a church. So that's why I'm asking you that. Oh, oh, um, yes. Um, I'm Catholic, and I do have a friend that is a priest, and he's always trying to find me stuff. That is correct. Okay. He's always trying to find what me stuff. What I want yeah. you to do, yes, I want you to do several things. One, you're going to go to your friend who just got a good job, and you're going to ask them to write a recommendation letter for you. No matter for what, for whatever it is, it's going to be used in, in the spell work. It's not going to go out into the world, but this person is going to write a recommendation letter for you, and they're going to write an amazing letter for you. The second thing okay. is going to, you're going to go to your priest friend, and you're going to buy some candles from the church. These wax is possible, and you're also going to get some earth from the church, and if you can, ask him to bless that. Because the church came up in your reading, that means the Holy Spirit wants to be on your side, and St. Peter wants to give you those keys to open your doors and, get, and, and, and the, getaway to, to, the gateway to where you want to be. Because you have a little bit of funk around you, and this stuff is going to help you. What I need you to, to do is I need you to get a skull candle, a white skull candle that you're going to baptize in your name. You're going to make a little hole in that candle, and you're going to put a little bit of that earth that your friend, the priest, um, blessed. You're going to put some of your fingernails and a little bit of your hair. It needs to be just a little, just enough for you to see what you're doing, and put it in there. You're going to get some bay leaves, and you're also okay. going to get some oils, okay? I want you to get blockbuster oil and I want you to get road opener oil, and you're going to sprinkle or spill a little bit into that hole, and you're going to close it with, that, with a little bit of the beeswax candle that you got from the church. You just need a little bit of that, okay? Just put it in there. Now, you are baptizing, you are massaging. This candle represents you and your ability to be successful and go for what you want and actually receive it. Now, what I want you to do also is to get a few instances. One of them is fast red luck. You need that job and you need it fast. You need steady work because you don't want to be a temp, right? Okay, right. Look yeah. me over because look me over is great for when you're interviewing and you want people to choose you among other people. And another thing that might throw some people off, but I will explain it, marriage incense. Marriage incense because marriage is not just marriage like what Ali was saying. Marriage is a contract. You want a contract. You want a solid contract. You want commitment. You're going to mix all of this these four instances and you're going to put some foil or some, something that you can burn the instance in, mix them together and create a, a cross. This cross is going to represent the four directions. You're going to bless this, this cross in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. You can add any other prayers that you want. You can add some St. Mary prayers to that as well. So the Spirit tells me that, it's, that, that could uplift you or help you or you have some sort of connection. In any case, light those instances together and hold that candle, that, that uh, skull candle ab above it to consecrate it as you pray for your own success. Now, that letter of recommendation that your friend wrote to you, you're going to fold it in four, and on top of it you're going to write your petition for what you want to happen. Now, the way I like my clients to write petitions is as if you're writing yourself a love note from the future where everything that you wished for has already happened and you're grateful and you're thankful and you say, thank you, 
Spirit for allowing me to get this amazing job, and they love me, and they want me to stay there, and they pay me much more money than I thought I would I could get, and they give me all the other good stuff that you know, health insurance and whatnot. Write in on that. Put your candle on top of it, okay? Okay. And you're gonna start burning this candle little by little. I want you to do it for nine days. You also can probably you probably should cover that paper underneath so it doesn't catch a fire. But every day at the same time, you're going to select some prayers that you like that can relate to steady work, to acquiring the job that you really, really want, and spending time with lighting that candle, breathing really deeply, thinking about your successful friend, thinking about the possibilities that you have, thinking about your, your friend, the priest, to bless that thing for you, for you to be successful, and just say some prayers for the same amount of time, for nine days, and the last day let the rest of the candle to b- burn down and bury it on the premises of the church that we have discussed, and you will get that job that you want. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Fantastic. Fantastic. It's a combination there of fast luck, steady work, marriage. It all really touches the sort of components that you're working at. Let me turn this over to see if you think Jermaine has anything to add. I have nothing to add to that. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, Thank you. I can't. I cannot do. I cannot improve on that at all. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's lovely. It's comprehensive. Is, it covers everything, doesn't it? Very, very comprehensive. Now, one of the things I just want to emphasize here is, you're going to go. This is going to take a little bit. You need to be patient with it. I, for example, my reading indicated that <clears throat> October is when you are going to. Uh, kind of see things turn around. This root work will help to speed that up a bit. You're going to have to augment it with as much practical work as possible. You're not going to get a job unless you do the sort of leg work that is required. And one of that is going to be making sure you put out your application, making sure that uh, your LinkedIn, we joked about it, but it's true. Make sure that your LinkedIn is updated and prepared. Make sure that, you know, um, you've done everything that you can do to make yourself the best candidate possible. And it's only when you do that that you'll be able to kind of, uh, uh, you know, harvest uh, all the sort of spiritual seeds that you're planting with this type of root work. So make sure that you're doing the leg work in regards to that. Be sure that you're checking the various job sites, indeed.com, et cetera, and whatnot. Um, and then you'll have the, the success that you want with this root work and with the proper kind of leg work that, that, that's required. I do see that you will be successful here. You're not going to be on the sort of temp circuit for much longer. You'll be able to transition to something that is much more enduring. We are at the end of this particular segment. Thank you for entrusting us with this situation. Um, uh, we wish you all the best. Do call us back and let us know how things turned out. We're going to take a brief break for announcements, and then we're going to come back with the free spell. LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, 
Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. Take it away, John. Oh, thank you, Papa Newt. Good to see you, too. Uh, well, this is – I call this my one-minute altar, and once again, this is something you do in an emergency situation. You can do this in a nightclub or a bar. You can do it when you're on the road, and that's where I came up with it. I was in a hotel, and I was at a business meeting back when I worked at a living, and this guy would not budge. And I said, how can I burn an altar on this guy? And at the bar was a matchbook. I said, I got it. I got it. So here's what you do. You take a matchbook, and you take all the matches out of it except one, and you open the matchbook, and you lay it in front of you. And you do this where you're not going to set something on fire. Put it like in the sink. On the inside cover of the matchbook, you write your petition. Now, get something of a personal nature from your person. And if you want to make a little altar, get one of the creamer containers for your coffee. Put your personal concern in that creamer container. Put some sugar in it which is what I did on this guy. You can even make a little doll out of the uh, straw wrapper, which is what I did, and put it in there. Now, write your petition on that matchbook cover. Take the one match that's remaining and stand it up at a right angle, vertical, right? You light the match. It'll burn for about a minute. You've You've written your petition. You can even draw symbols on the back of it if you're good at drawing. And then you get on your knees and you pray like your head is on fire. And that match will burn for about a minute. And um, so you've got your little container in front of it. You've made a little altar. And uh, I've actually used this a couple of times. One time I was uh, um, I was actually in a club, and uh, I used it uh, to attract some prosperity when I was uh, – the rent was due. And uh, <laughs> I didn't have any money, and I went out to read palms in a bar – and I made a little prosperity altar. I put a dime in the container, and I burned the match. And I was like, please, God, I need some money. And I went out and read Palms, and the rent was like $250, and I made 275 that night. So, nice. Uh, it, it's like your emergency situation, one-minute altar. Oh, that's that's very one-minute cool. Altar. I love that. I love it. Okay, now, you can use this. No, in non-emergency situations, the uh, matchbox is sure else, right? And th- and think yeah, mm-hmm. and think about the things that you can gather in any restaurant situation. You can get cinnamon, you can get lemon, you can get sugar, you can get salt, you can get pepper, um, you can get hot sauce. Um, uh, this uh, situation with this guy we couldn't get. Um, he left his shoes outside his hotel room to get shined, and I, t- I got some scrapings from the bottom of his shoe. Right, mm. which is using yeah, yeah. You, you know that's a, that's old root work, right? So uh, in this business, uh, in root work, uh, the more innovative and daring you can be. I was trying to sneak into his room and get a hair. I really was. Well, I waited outside his door for the uh, uh, the maid to unlock his door. I was going to say, "Oh yeah, this is a friend of mine. I'm going to go in there," but I, I didn't get the chance. I said, "What can I do? What can I do?" And then I went by his room and he had left his shoes outside. I do think spirit did this, and uh, I said, oh, "I got my knife out and scraped." Some off the bottom of his shoe, and I said, that'll work. So, uh, um, you know, you did footprint 
work that way. There's uh, all kinds of opportunities. You can get a pinch of dirt outside a building you're working on. Uh, uh, so it, in this business, uh, opportunism, you know, opportunity strikes. So you just think about all the things you can true. get at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ingredients, mm-hmm. lemon, lime, salt, rice, um, uh, pepper, cin- uh, nutmeg, uh, just Ask the kitchen, you know, what kind of spices, uh, oregano, rosemary, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, all you need, all you need for root work really basically, right. Is a, a Bible, uh, a glass of water and a candle. <laughs> you know, everything else is just, uh, you know, and a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's it, it one minute yeah. altar. It also Very strikes cool. me that these, these matchboxes are very easy to deploy if you need to bury them or hide them. They're a lot easier than, like, say, a, a mason jar. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And uh, uh, Tony, I says an Altoids tin. Yeah, aspirin tins uh, mm-hmm. make very good. Uh, uh, aspirin tins, Altoid tins, uh, all sorts of little containers like that. Uh, spur of the moment on the spot. Um, yes, uh, it's it's great to have the um, time and luxury to really make your stuff pretty. Um, uh, well, you know, you use an Altoid tin and some Sharpies, you know, some markers, and uh, uh, yeah. make a very pretty little coffin spell. Uh, <laughs> um, I just thought about something. You, you mentioned that you did it because you had a meeting with some, and you needed to convince a guy. And I was thinking, what if I were to go to a meeting and there's like all group of people that I want to convince to do something, and the um, the the chances are against me, right? The, so taking just a um, box of matches with matches in it and taking one match and breaking off the head and baptizing it for you and putting it where the head would be the other way and baptizing the rest of the box for all oh, the yeah. other people who are going to be in the room and shaking that in your pocket as you talk to make them all fucked up, pardon my French, in the head because they're going to still right. have the sulfur and whatever, right? Keep them hot, keep them while Con- you are the only one. Cool. Calm and collected. Yeah, com- yeah, and shake that also, shit right there, you know. You know, uh, you could also invite them all out for drinks, and then uh, when they're uh, say, "Oh, here, I'll go get us another round and take all their glasses, and then wipe them, wipe them with a napkin." Uh, you know, and get set them on fire with the matchbox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love. <laughs> I also love the fact that you can you can really shake these because a lot of people. I mean, shaking container spells, really old school work. If you've got a, yeah. a jar mm-hmm. of some type, shake it. In fact, far, far longer than burning candles on them. I mean, there, we already know matchboxes make that wonderful sound when you shake them up. But you can fill mm-hmm. that thing up and shake it, and it really, that, that would be very powerful, powerful work. And, of course, you can use it in a variety of different ways. You can, uh, you can use the matches you rightly pointed out. You can shake it up. You can deploy it. This is really, really good stuff. It's old-school stuff. And, again, goes back to something that Madam Nadia has said, I think quite accurately so, is that <clears> – <throat> A lot of this type of work was about what was readily available. What did you have sure. uh, accessible to you? Uh, what was it that, you know, in a matchbox, right? If you didn't have mason jars, you didn't have perfume bottles or whatnot, 
or, <clears throat> or or any of these other containers, you had a matchbox that was readily available, or a small tin, a little small tin holder like the Altoids that you mentioned. Um, another very popular one, and one that we find a lot, for example, in Mississippi and Conjure, and as well as when I said Mississippi, when you kind of rake up the Mississippi River, uh, is uh, pill bottles, old school pill bottles, were used right, yeah. a lot. In Type of kind of container work. They're very small, very easy to handle, something that you could carry with you that you could put in a purse or that you can bury. So there's some really kind of beautiful, beautiful work that that can be done with containers that people don't often um, see or, or recognize as kind of a traditional group work. Thank you for this fantastic, uh, well, thank you for this fantastic discussion. Uh, this was a really oh, thanks great for having me. With both you and, and the wonderful Madame Nadia, I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt, who's going to take us out, and then we'll come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Conjurman Ali, and thank you, Madame Nadia, for being our special co-host, and thank you, John St. Germain of johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Contraman Ali at thecontraman.com in Mission Viejo, California, and Madam Nadia at madamnadia.com in Chicago, Illinois. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive by luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Chug Band playing the Chug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank, Thank you. you, Papa. Couldn't have done this show uh, without you. Hopefully, you all can hear me over the of the uh, music. Again, I do apologize for my voice. I uh, will be back uh, my normal tones, I hope, uh, by next Sunday. We will also have Miss Cat back next Sunday, so that's the return of the wonderful Miss Cat. Thank you again to you, John St. Germain, for fantastic discussion, great topic, and what a really oh, cool pretty spell. It's really a blast having you on. And of course, uh, thank, thank you thank to the you. wonderful Anna who has stepped in into the shoes of Miss Cat this week. Really kind of uh, a wonderful guest host. It's always such a <coughs> such a blast to have you on here. This was a really great show. Thank you all to the wonderful participants, to Angela L., to Jaye, to Luminaria Star, uh, to Miss Athena, Miss Michael, all the wonderful people who have contributed and joined us live on the actual uh, chat room. It's always fun to have you around that we have the show in the first place. That's all for me. Have a great week, and goodbye. Good night, everybody. Good night.